everybody. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. This is the second episode of Hardcore Smarks. This is a show where I get a ragtag collection of know-it-all smart marks who like to talk about their hardcore obsessions. I'm Zachary, your host, as always. And always with me, I can't get rid of these guys if I tried. I got Wally. I got J-Bone. I got Stretch. People, how are we doing today? Pretty good. I'm waiting wow. for it. Wally, it where's your line? I'm <laughs> yeah. waiting for it. Another day in paradise. Nah, not today. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I let, was waiting for it. It's a, it's a letdown there. Oh, there it is. The big German beer mug. Personalized, Zach. Beer mug filled with not-to-be-named adult beverage. Uh, we ain't got no sponsor. That being said, <laughs> Bee Nectar, Zombie Killer, the greatest uh, hard cider you can buy with hints of honey and sherry. The bottle itself is your backup. Please drink responsibly. That's, again, Zombie Killer by Bee Nectar. Anyway. Zachary could probably drink all three of us under the table combined at this point since one of us doesn't drink at all. One yeah. of us barely drinks, and, and Jay Bone doesn't even really drink anymore either. Back in my prime is a different story. Though. Yeah, back, <laughs> back in your prime, it would have been a different story. I, I can vouch for that. Is this an intervention? Zach, is there... Zach, Zach can put him away. Is that, is that, is that a challenge? <laughs> yeah. It's like, go. All right, guys. So, I think this week we should talk about some of the best finishes in the business. So uh, before the we kind of wrestling business, the wrestling business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about other businesses yeah, too. Let's see how long this takes. Maybe we'll go back to that. But yeah, then the wrestling business. So let's, I just uh, wanted to clarify. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, briefly go over what makes a finisher great in the wrestling business, Wally. All right, uh, the I, most important. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought no. I was just the most important thing to me is that the move looks cool and it has a cool name and the name fits. So if you have a really cool finisher with a terrible name, eh, I'm not interested already because it has to fit. It has to work with the gimmick. It has to work with the people. I, I, I'm, I wish I could think of one immediately that what was not one that worked. I, I, I can't. But there, there have been ones that just didn't work because they didn't fit. Uh, I'll kind of piggyback off of that. Uh, functionality also. Like if you have to take – 10 seconds to set up your finisher like you know with a weird hold or something of that sort and it just kind of slows the match down entirely this is probably not it like i mean throwing throwing a chair at the guy and the guy catching the chair holding like, it. Wait, yeah. i mean hold this in front of my face yeah if it's like, all right it, that move looks all right but when they hold the chair for like five seconds yeah, 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 exactly like yeah. which unfortunately ended up happening more often than i think any of us wanted to see yeah. That was just an example. There's other ones. That was and just the one that immediately came to mind. Finishers that do that in a good way where they have a setup, I would say Sweet Chin Music where he tunes up the band or something of that sort. Like it's a, it's a little bit of a setup, but it adds to the build of the match and the finisher and the climax of the match. Yeah. I'd also add in it has to look painful. Like, mm -hmm. so for example, I mean, like a bad leg drop, kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> looks like it hurts the, the deliverer more than the person who's taking yeah. it. Which I'm you know, kind of okay with that because I also have a – one that kind of fits that criteria and two i think it needs to have some kind of you know it needs to be protected because if we have if you do it five six times it's not <laughs> then a finisher what are you even doing if the fiend kicks out of it at one yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well i mean in in wrestling nowadays people kick out of everybody's yeah. finishers five yeah. times yeah. so i, I mean well, where where do we go with that well it's a problem that with the business but i think in general, like a protected finisher is better for business. So, uh, so let's talk about some of the kind of the finishers that came from before. Like some of the, like maybe the mostly non-active guys. Uh, J Bone, you want to throw a couple out there? Yeah, I actually made a list for uh, symbolic finishers more than you know how they look cool and stuff. You know, going back to the days like Paul Kogan's leg drop. I know it's pretty lame, but it's still symbolic. Uh, you know, Ric Flair's figure four leg lock, um, you know, even HBK's sweet chin music, you know, he's been doing that for years, you know, it's not the craziest move, but it's still symbolic, you know, um, the people's elbow, it yeah, is, the, that, that, is the, that is the, that is the greatest 
stupid move ever. Yes. <laughs> Again, like, that's that's one. Like I said, it it has so much setup, but it works. Yeah. Like he, I really felt like when he first did that, like decided to do it, I feel like he was messing around one day, and in his head he was like, "What is the stupidest fucking move I can come up with <laughs> and try try to make it work?" And it ended up being like one of the greatest moves ever because everybody like when he was when he turned heel when everybody was chanting die rocky die i was watching during all that the fans would boo the whole match chant die rocky die and stand up and pop when he did the people's elbow and then they'd go back to booing him it was, it was, <laughs> it was great to watch that taking place in front of you and slowly people started to catch on and then the people's elbow ended up becoming like the best part of the night. I, I don't want to, you know, at some point down the line, we're probably going to talk more about the rock. So I don't want to get into specific situations with that, but that move is, is the greatest dumb move I've ever seen. Wasn't I, I just, the, I can't. Uh, wasn't that the term coined the most electric buying move in sports entertainment <laughs> keyword sports <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> I'm trying to think what other, I, I mean, The Undertaker officially retired, so I, I guess I, I guess we can talk about. Just going to say that. The I was going to say Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would throw in uh, Savage's flying elbow drop. I think it's yeah. just a thing of beauty. Like when it's hit just right, you launch yourself like into the stratosphere, and you just come crashing down with perfect form that you have to fully commit to it, otherwise it looks horrible. So yeah, I think. I, I think the only person that we've really seen that was able to somewhat mimic it to, to, to make me happy was Velveteen. Yep. I, I don't know. Mm. I think Kyrie Sains is overrated personally. I think her elbow drop was overrated. Bailey does just, okay with it. How'd you feel I, about I, HBK's elbow drop? I, I, I really think Velveteen was the best person I've seen at replicating it. Like since Savage did it, I, I really felt like Velveteen kind of had it figured out. Let me see what else can I think of. I mean, the the sharpshooter for Bret Hart. I mean, that's that's kind of I mean, other people do it, but it's still iconic to Bret Hart. The Rock the doesn't. It looks like shit. <laughs> the, the Razor's Edge was always a cool move back in the day. Like that was one of my favorite moves when I was younger. Was the Razor's Edge <clears throat> when I first saw him do that move? I'm like, wow, this move is really cool. Booker T's. Harlem Hangover, when he did that move, we or the Houston Hangover, whatever he called it, we, that move was cool, and he only busted that out move occasionally. When he did it like off the ropes, he only did that occasionally. Mm. What about Bad News Brown, the Ghetto Blaster? <laughs> Bad News Brown. I mean, Jake, the DDT back when Jake the Snake used yeah, to do it was like too. was like innovative. Mm. Nobody else did it, and the crowd used to chant for DDT. Now everybody and their mother does a DDT. Well, it's just, movie, you get in, you get into the conversation of times are changing too. Like back when Shawn Michaels did sweet chin music, nobody else was doing a super kick. Now everybody's throwing them left and right is like a transitional move. Well, Chris Adams, I think was the originator of the super kick, wasn't he? Uh, sounds about right. I don't know. I, I'm not able to fact check you, but I'll believe you. <laughs> I yeah, thought totally. maybe Matt would know too. Or... No, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't really ever watch anything that that guy <laughs> did. because I didn't really care about him. I'll throw I'll throw one out there. Um, again, I grew up watching a lot of Ruthless Aggression and a lot of SmackDown. So I watched when Mr. Kennedy came into the fold and he used to do the Green Bay plunge where he'd stand on the second rope with a dude in like a fireman's carry position and then do a head first tumble, kind of almost like a senton flip with the dude on his shoulders and then like land, spike them on their back and somehow not spike his own head. I just always thought that was really cool. <laughs> My friend Jeremy did that move. That was one of his moves when we mm -hmm. wrestled. He did that move. Yeah, there was that one, and then you were talking about the Razor's Edge earlier. Sort of the same setup, but in old-school TNA, uh, Hernandez would do the border toss. He'd get the dude up in a crucifix, crucifix position and just launch them over his shoulders as far as he could. I always was enamored with that one, too. Saban used to do cradle shock. I mm -hmm. used to like cradle shock. Cradle shock was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, like, one or two people. I don't remember who. I saw somebody do it one time. I don't remember if it was on e and I think it was on NXT. I don't remember. And I marked out. I was like, oh, that was the cradle shock. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to. Pile driver, <laughs> Paul Orndorff. That's old school. Yeah. The perfect, the perfect flex. That was a good one, too. You'd get the perfect bridge every time. Yeah, I, I liked. I'm trying to think who else 
like did something like that was like back then that I was like, oh my god, this is. I mean, what was uh, you... what was Dusty Rhodes' finisher? On a elbow. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing really special there. What about uh, another one that sort of was innovative at the time, but now has been super watered down? What about the Superfly Splash? Yeah, I mean that was definitely like like when that was Jay's favorite match was back when he was with Superfly when he went off the cage. I mean that mm -hmm. was the coolest one yeah. when he went off the cage. Right. I mean, I I like the angle slam. I definitely like the angle slam. I mean, he doesn't wrestle anymore. I definitely like the angle slam. Yeah, now that Roddy's kind of adopted it, the Olympic slam, they're calling it. <laughs> and Eddie's, Eddie's frog splash was kind of – Would you, you take uh, Eddie Guerrero frog splash or Rob Van Dam five-star frog splash? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I just I, like the fact – sorry, go ahead. No, no, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I just like the fact that RVD sold it so much more. Like, it hurt him as well. Like, he sold his yeah. ribs after the fact. Don't get me wrong. Eddie's was great, too. I just like that RVD sold it after the fact, too. I mean, I would I would probably take RVD, too. But I didn't really like Eddie Guerrero. So, that's probably my reason there. Just because I liked Van Damme better. All right. Uh, so what about old school? Anybody got any old school submissions? We haven't really talked any submissions yet. Well, I mean, they had the uh... – the full Nelson, you know, Billy Jack Haynes used to do it, and Ken Patera used to do it. And, and Hercules. Yeah, Hercules. Chris Masters. <laughs> <laughs> Master Lock Challenge. I'm not a big – You already said the figure four. Yeah, I'm not a oh, – yeah, I'm, I'm not a real big, like, submission person. I, I've not really been – I mean, Jericho did the Walls of Jericho. They right. called it that. Crippler Crossface. Yes, Lock. <laughs> Camel clutch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every full heel always uses the clutch. <laughs> what they call it? The accolade when Rusev does it? The terribleness? That's what I called it. <laughs> what a, I'm trying to think. Ankle lock, obviously, that's a good one. Ken Shamrock and Kurt Angle. Calf crusher. Isn't AJ that what the Styles. calf crusher is? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's a nice sampling, I think. Yeah, so let's uh, change it up a little bit. Let's go negative. That's one of Wally's favorite things. So let's do some overrated, um, current or even past. Let's just talk about them all. I'll, I'll just listen to you guys and comment on what's coming. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll start this one off. Uh, as much as I like him, I'm a fan. I'm going to throw up uh, Finn Balor's coup de gras. Mm-hmm. Yes, if, if, definitely. On my list. If, he, if he weighed more, I feel like it would have more to it, but – He's like 195 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. I just the 1918 DDT is a better finisher to me than than the coup de gras. I just I don't like it. And when you're stealing a move from Kevin Sullivan, you have to start wondering what the thought <laughs> process is there. Next, uh, I'll throw one out there. Um, again, as much as I like the guy, he just did it terribly. John Cena's STFU. <laughs> he would always he would always so with the STFU you're supposed to hook like around the dude's face right or under his chin John Cena would just like look like he was like you know hugging him around the back or something like there was never that much force to it like I get it he's protecting his you know his fellow worker or whatever but I just wasn't believable to me and they always sold it as like oh my god it tapped out like Triple H and Orton and all these people like Super Cena man yeah you, Jay Bone? um I got a couple of them down one is uh Ray Mysterio 619 I think <laughs> kind of talked about that already um yeah when Brian Cage does it, it's kind of cool because that's a big guy. Like, I'm okay when I see him do it because I'm just like, okay, I don't know if he should really be doing it. But Mysterio, I've, I've always – I've never liked that move. And the 619 is every time they say the those three numbers, I cringe. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got, Jay? You said you have a second one there? Go ahead. Well, I got a few. Um, uh, big Show's Punch. Absolutely. You know, pretty corny. Yeah. I mean, that, you could throw Kali's chop too with that. that yes, that was, I was about to say great Kali's chop and like the fucking the iron grip, the head squeeze those, that he does. Those all <laughs> those are all right up there as just worst finishers ever. Like those anytime are, anytime you have a finisher that's just a straight strike that you can do normally in a match without building tension towards it, like why is that believable? Like with Big <laughs> Show. He punches people Lacey, twenty times. Lacey Evans match. too. Lacey Evans yeah. too. She just punches somebody. Like you punch yeah. somebody in the match. How like, is this punch so any different for the rest of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Ron Garvin started that back in the day with his punch. Remember, you should not be 
want to go want to go super old school what about uh was it stan stasiak the heart punch well actually actually the undertaker did it when he was mean mark when he was in when he was mean mark calloway in wcw the yeah. undertaker yeah did i remember punch. that <laughs> and i know I that like, like legitimately that's a move like if somebody tries to copy that and does it wrong it can fuck up your heart but like just i don't find it believable in a wrestling ring yeah, they start yeah. convulsing and shaking, and mm-hmm. <laughs> just he's like uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got, Jay? I know you got at least one more. Yeah, I got one more that might uh, be a little controversial, but I think uh, CM Punk's GTS yeah. is overrated. Yeah. Yeah, it's it only works. Lame. It only works if the guy is the same size as him. Because if he's taller or shorter, he's not going to knee him in the face. It's either in the chest or like just not on his head entirely. Yeah. I've always thought that move was lame. I guess the name was fine. Just the move was lame. I never really was there with that one. Atami yeah, did I like the name. I like the name, yeah. Yeah, I think Atami. I mean, Punk stole it from somebody, so it's not like it was Punk's <laughs> right. move. Like, he stole it from Atami. And I, right. I don't like Atami, but I think Atami did it better. Well, then talking about how someone does a move that's, like, less devastating than something they regularly do would be Braun Strowman's running power slam. <laughs> like, that's, like, his most gentle thing he does, mm-hmm. and that's his finisher. That's the most the most protected thing. Yeah. I like, mean, everything about him is terrible. So, like, everything he does is terrible. Just this about. is very true. <laughs> so, he doesn't get any more time in this podcast because he's terrible. <laughs> We're, we've, he's Moving already on. gotten right. his 15 seconds of fame on here. Do we, do we want to throw a uh, cross-faced chicken wing out there? Yes. <laughs> Bob Backlund. I mean, when Backlund, Backlund made it entertaining because he looked like he was, like, going psycho when he did it. So, he brought some entertainment value to it. But well, it was that's still... what I said. When, when he, they put him with Darren Young in, like, 2015 or 2016, they tried to make him do it. And it just wasn't, a, like, didn't look good. I'm trying to think what else. Finn Balor's is, like, right up there for me for sure. And I, I think over time – I think the RKO has lost its luster for me. Still I think the most it was, protected finish in all of WWE. It, it was it's lost proven. its luster. Like, I mean, really, he, he technically stole the whole idea from Diamond Dallas Page anyways because Page was doing the, the diamond cutter out of nowhere. So it's already something recycled from somebody else that we've seen over, and every once in a while he does a cool one. Yeah. Like when he, did, when he did the one to Evan Bourne, and when he when he did the one to Seth Rollins, that one was really good. But all the other ones mixed in there, eh, like I'm like I like Randy Orton too. So I, I like Randy Orton, but I'm 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 like I'm tired. <laughs> like I I'd actually rather see Triple H do the pedigree at this point than Randy Orton do the RKO. That's how tired I am of that move, and it's been played out to me. The old like school pedigree much. was great because they used to have the arms hooked the entire time and not let them protect their face. And then as the time so, went on, he unhooked their arms. <laughs> Orton's also getting up there in age, and it's also kind of getting time for him to maybe not be wrestling as frequently. So we're going to see it more than we need to at this point. It's it's like if Edge was wrestling all the time and we had to see Edge spear somebody every week, I don't really want to see that. You mean Edge because, run and hug somebody to the ground? Because Edge, Rhino does the best. The gore to me was the best spear. I don't think anybody else does it as good as Rhino. I don't know where – I'm assuming you agree with me on that, Jay. Uh, Goldberg's spear is pretty good. <laughs> I, I know you're lying now. I know you're definitely <laughs> lying about that. Speaking of someone we shouldn't give him more podcast time to. <laughs> I mean, that his the, – the jackhammer is terrible. Agreed there. I, I've seen yeah. Riddle do the bro hammer and hold the guy up there for like 30 seconds just to – piss Goldberg off just to rub it in his face I can hold him up here for a long that moves bad too anything that guy did was bad though so like you said we've already talked about him enough all right so let's uh move on let's get out of the negative zone back to good things so let's do current tag teams who do we got for some solid finishers I got I mean, mine but I'm gonna, I think we all might agree on it so I'll, I'll wait for a second at least I mean it's fine I think we all kind of agree I think I think we're all for an agreement that the best finisher in wrestling or in tag team wrestling is the gin and juice. Don't even bother saying tag team. Just say wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best finisher. Is, full stop. It probably is, <laughs> it probably is the best finisher. I, I probably can't argue with it. I, I, that yeah. move, the first time I saw that move, 
uh, and they called it the gin and juice. I'm like, this is fucking gold. Like, this move is great, and the name completely fits. Like, hook, line, and sinker, I'm sold. Let's see the shirt, they, Wally. Let's see the shirt. And they, and they do it so well. There Got it to is. represent the private party. No, uh, everything about that is just – it's a fantastic move. The timing required, just, the, like, high difficulty, like, high payoff. It just – it just oh, – it's, it's just a thing. And they have the, the right kind of, like, athletic people to do it. Like, yep. the guys doing it have to be able to pull off both, both parts of it, both pieces. Right. Uh, I also, like – I, I, because I'm a Young Bucks guy, I like the Meltzer driver. I like a lot of the stuff they do. I like the Meltzer driver, jail, jail, the bang for your buck. And I even, because I like the super kick party, they don't really do that in AEW, but they used to do it in New Japan. They would just super kick five people, like one after another. <laughs> we don't ever get to see that in, like now. Maybe we see them do two. But like the whole super kick party thing came from the Bullet Club when they would super kick guy after guy after guy and like the announcers would be going eight shit super kick party <laughs> we don't really get that now it's like watered down it's like a watered down version of it with them but like i've i've liked them for so long that I, I i remember that that part of it so i like a bunch of their moves stretch you got one uh i'll throw one out there i like the shatter machine that's yeah. pretty decent yeah. setup and it's believable and they hit it. Their timing is great together. What is it? Work it's on it. the Goodnight Express now? Is that what it's called? I believe it's <laughs> called the Goodnight Express now. Oh. Well, they downgraded on the name since yeah, going to definitely. AEW. Shatter Machine was way better, but... Well, obviously, they, I think they wanted to call it the Midnight Express, but they can't do that because right. WWE owns rights to that name. No. So they had, to, they had to toil. They had to play with the name of it. I think Shatter right. Machine was a better name, too. But right. not anymore. Yeah, that move... <laughs> That shall not be named, apparently, according <laughs> to WWE. <laughs> J-Bone, you got anything? Jay's yeah, going to say like, old school. Jay's going old school here, maybe. No, I'm probably going to go with an obvious one, the double death drop. Yes, know, that's, that's what I mean, old, kind of old school. Yeah, yeah that's just that's, a cool move, cool name. Everything about it I like. It was – it, 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 is a, it is a really cool move, and everybody kind of like the crowd would be like, 3D! <laughs> like, WWE made a marketing machine out of that whole thing, but they, it, was, it was definitely more entertaining, I think, to me when they were doing it in ECW. Playing WWE. tables. Yeah. I'll throw, I'll throw, speaking of ECW, I'll throw another one out there uh, that's kind of been rehashed a little bit recently. I did always like Total Illumination by Perry Saturn and John Cronus, where yeah, one, guy, a cool finisher. one guy would do the leg Sweeps sweep the and legs. the other yeah, would go high. And, uh, oh, so like, like a, Fish and O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yeah, they like they got that from there. them. So I always like that because it's like a dual attack and you don't know – like it's sudden. They can pull it out of nowhere. If they go off the ropes at the same time, you can never see it coming. Uh, the other best – the other good tag team maneuver in ECW was the tidal wave by Chris Chetty and Nova. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jay know about it because we liked ECW so much, and we those guys were so awesome together. Another cool one was the uh, Tower of Lundrick. I thought that was a cool one with uh, Paul London and uh, Brian Kendricks. Mm-hmm. I liked them a lot growing up. I watched a ton of them. I mean, we if we, we can't not talk about the Doomsday Device either because the Doomsday Device was the coolest tag team move when, when me and Jay were kids. Didn't like, the uh, – what was the uh, Steiner's version where they did like a bulldog off the di- off the dude's shoulder? Yeah, I don't know if they ac- actually had a name for that. It was cool when the Steiners did it, but like the Road Warriors, the Doomsday Device was the first like really cool tag team maneuver. I'm pretty sure me mm-hmm. and Jay Bone saw when we were kids. Like we were like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that guy's <laughs> taking a crazy bump on that one. Yeah, because usually they off. flip completely. Right, land on the shoulders. We did that when I did the wrestling thing with my friend, other friends. We did that to one of the guys one time. He's like, I want to I wanna take the doomsday device. We're like, okay, you asked for it. <laughs> he, so, he sold the shit out of it, too, and took it like a, like a man. Like, he wanted it, and we gave it to him. Again, we're talking about wrestling. Uh, <laughs> he wanted that finisher. We yeah. gave it to him. He took it like a man. Like a man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even talk to that guy anymore. At all. Uh, well, yeah, you wrecked them. So, uh, <laughs> got any more tag teams? Or we want to move on. Eminem snapshot. I thought that was a cool finisher too. That was pretty good. Yeah. 
they were always my favorite team to hate growing up watching. I mean, you know, I mean, we can get – like, I liked when the Heart Foundation did the heart attack. Like, I liked that back in the day. Other people – like, people replicate that now. But, like, that one was cool back that back in the day. Like, um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, All right. Well, I guess it's time to move on. We're kind of slowing up here. Yeah. So, let's uh, <laughs> go to current times here, singles wrestling. Let's, uh, let's do a top five in no particular order. Uh, Stretch, you want to start us off with? You can just name one or two, and we'll just kind of go round robin for a while. Yeah. So uh, I wanted obviously to have at least one off the top row for high flying move off of on my list. So I struggled. I went back and forth. Uh, I even asked Wally on the phone earlier today. I, I was between the 054 splash, so the reverse 450 that Mustafa Ali does, the 630 that Ricochet does, or the red slash black arrow that Neville does. Yeah. And I went with for my list for the first one. I went with that the red slash black arrow. He doesn't bust it out as much because he always kind of did it more so when he was a face, but it's like probably one of the most protected aerial finishers and it looks fucking amazing. It looks so. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I'll just start with if I did number it, probably be my number one Shinsuke Nakamura's Kinshasa. Yeah. But it has to have Corey Graves screaming Kinshasa <laughs> at the top of his lungs. Part of town. Here we go. Kinshasa. You know, in the corner trying to get the guy to come up, stopping his feet, just chopping at the bit to go and just charge at the guy. And then when he pulls it off, it's just, it's just a thing of beauty. It, it's just, it's great storytelling. It looks devastating. It's such a great move. Agreed. Um, I will, I will use my move off the top rope, which is Adam Cole's Panama sunrise. The Canadian destroyer itself is a really cool move. We we've all, all of us saw it the first time said, Holy shit, this move's amazing mm. when Petey Williams did it. So we're going to give a shout out to the right person. Petey Williams is the innovator of this move. He was doing it before everybody else. Now everybody and their mother does this move. Right. At least Adam Cole's version of it, there's some twist to it because he goes off the ropes. So the Panama Sunrise is the first one on my list. Jay? Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit off the wall. I'm going to go with uh, Homicide's Cop Killer. I think that's nice. A, that was a good one, cool too. Finisher. Yeah. The uh, – what the heck is the we, – we, we, we teased doing that in my wrestling one time. Nobody actually did it, but we teased it. Because didn't Helms start that? I feel like Helms was doing that first. Like Shane Helms, I think he was doing that move first. It was called the vertebraker. It's, it's yes. called the vertebraker yes. when yeah. he was doing it. Once you said the name, yes. I remember. The cop killer is a way better name for it, too. So homicide when he was doing the name fit. But mm -hmm. I, I think I saw Helms do it first. That move is cool. It's very dangerous, too. That's why we don't see it anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stretch? Good. Uh, I'll go with a more current one of one of my favorite superstars. I'll go with The Bitter End by Pete Dunne. I just like it. It seems devastating, and he always sells it very well. You know, pump handle set up into a – he gets them on his shoulders and then slams them on their side. So, I, I'm favorite just because I like him as a wrestler. So, I'll throw that one out there. The best time he the best time he did that one was the night Roderick turned. That was the best time the bitter mm. ending ever happened because then Roderick gave him the bitter ending. Yeah. I'll go right. with uh, I'll go with the Styles Clash next. I like that move yeah. since the first time I saw AJ do it. I also borrowed his move for my wrestling character that I played and used it as my finisher. So clearly, right. I like that move because I used it as my finisher. I changed the name. But I will go with the Styles Clash as my second one. Also requires a lot of skill to pull off the person doing it and taking it, too. Yes, yeah. it's a two-person move. Yeah. Hey. You have to, like, do your opposite of what you think your head should yeah, be. Yeah, you got to tuck it, you, right? You don't or tuck no, your no, chin. No, you don't tuck you, it. You put it up. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. if you tuck like, it, you land on the crown of your head. Yeah. Like Ellsworth? Or, yeah, Yoshi, yeah. or Yoshi Tatsu? <laughs> well, luckily, Ellsworth had no neck anyway, so. No chin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no chin, no neck. She's just. <laughs> All right. Um. So I also had – so two of mine, uh, Wally's taken there, uh, Panama Sunrise and the uh, Styles Clash. So I'll go up with their high-flying one, uh, Darby Allen's Coffin Drop. Yes, that, I had that one as well. The <laughs> commitment required that he barely looks behind his back, A, to even check out the, there to spot mm -hmm. him on it. The fact that he has to commit 100% because it's just him dropping down, arms crossed. So, I mean, right. I don't know how much longer he's going to be doing that one just because of the commitment requires. And he says it like basically just destroys me every time he does it. But as long as he's doing it, I'll be a fan. Yeah. That's that first moment when he broke it out in that match against Cody and he landed on the apron, everybody's like, holy shit, like yeah. that looked brutal. 
Yep. <laughs> and it's just, again, I, I really like the moves that require like a ton of commitment, like where you're just, oh, yeah. you're falling. And if, it, but if you like tuck or you bring your legs down, it ruins the image of it completely. So you have to be 100% sold when you're doing this move. Right. What's your next one, Jay? Uh, I'm going to go with probably my favorite new one, uh, Angel Garza, so the wing clipper. Yes, I, I had that really one cool. as well. <laughs> I think I like he's that. one of the fastest rising stars that WWE has. There's a lot of potential yeah. there with him. I like him. Uh, my, another one on my list, I have, a, I have a tie between two moves that we don't see anymore for safety issues between the package pile driver and the muscle buster. Ah, yep. Muscle buster. Good old days. The muscle buster was fucking fabulous. Like, I am so pissed that Samoa Joe doesn't do that move anymore. I, like, went back and watched the NXT where he did the avalanche one to Finn in the cage mm -hmm. off the ropes. That was so cool. And I, I know WWE is, is protecting people. Kevin Owens was doing the package pile driver for years. Like, he was doing that move for years. And he was doing all kinds of different iterations of it. And it's a really cool move, and it's just never WWE is never going to let him do that move because it's so. Both of those two moves are kind of tied for me because they're both unsafe moves that we're never going to see again. But I like both of them a lot. Yeah. Stretch. Uh, for my latest one, I had it was sort of a tie between both of them that he does. I had the one winged angel and the V trigger by Kenny Omega. They yep. go hand in hand. Have that as well. He's, yeah. He's great. Just the curious. one wing and angels on my list also. Yeah. Me too. It, it ticks everything we've talked about. It looks devastating. It's got a great name. It's protected. Like, mm -hmm. it's got everything that you need in a good finisher. Plus the V-trigger. He's had some that just look like death. Like, he just murdered the guy with his <laughs> knee. Yeah, some like, of the – that's another one of those moves that some of them are really good, and they're, like, hit or – that can be a hit or miss mm -hmm. one. He had – then I, th I believe there was an – it was like an unsanctioned match between him and Joey Janela on Dark, AEW Dark, where he hit one just like like, mwah, like chef's kiss. Like Janela just sold it like death, was leaning on the ropes like lifeless. That was probably my favorite one. Uh, what, what do you got, Jay? Do you got anything? I got one more on my list. What do you got, Jay? I think it's Zach's turn, isn't it? Oh, I got, he said – My five are good. They, yeah, oh, okay. mine are gone I got too. a bunch of re repeats. He used – yeah, he said he had a couple of the same ones as me. Uh, I got uh, – Two of them here, uh, I'm going to go with uh, oh, Nova's Kryptonite Crunch. I think that's a really cool move from ECW. Yeah. And I think also, that's... Uh, what's that? No, I think didn't. I think that's kind of like what – I think Seamus stole that move. Oh, White Noise? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, that's yep. all I was saying is, is Seamus stole it. The other one, uh, I w Brian Kendrick's The Burning Hammer, I think that was a pretty cool yes. one, too. Yep. Another move that's sort of been outlawed everywhere, but they do it in New Japan all the time. I, I have my favorite move for the last, like, 20, 18 years or whatever, the F5. I've liked the F5 from day one. I've been on that train with Brock from day one. That That's still my favorite move. I still love every time he does it, even when he does it 10 times to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I love every <laughs> – the best, the best thing Brock ever did still, though, was the shooting star in OVW. I'll never forget the moment I saw the clip of him doing that shooting star in OVW. That might be one of the most amazing things I've ever seen a wrestler do. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy's doing a legit shooting star. And botched it at WrestleMania, but in OVW, when he did it, it looked like gold. So we can do a couple honorable mentions yeah. now. Uh, we don't even talk about them. I just want to mention them just because, again, I'm not a fan of, the, of either of these wrestlers but their uh, finishes are pretty sweet, in my opinion. It's Bray Wyatt's sister, Abigail. It's just the small moment where he stops, kisses the forehead, just like just that small little moment for some reason makes the move. And then the other one would be uh, Corbin's end of days. Not that he does it anymore, mm -hmm. but that was always just for me. I always enjoyed that. It's a great looking move. Yeah. That was the only thing Corbin was good for was the end of days. It was like, this guy's a dipshit and he, nobody likes him, but he has a cool finisher. Yep. Good name. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. My... Yeah. Believe my my honorable mention also goes to somebody I don't particularly like. I really like the Buckshot Lariat, even though me I don't too, like that's an honorable mention I don't like Hangman. I like the Buckshot Lariat. I think it's right. a really cool move. Like he makes it. It's almost like he took Bradshaw's clothesline from hell and put a flip onto it. Right. And so that would be my honorable mention. Do you have any, Jay? Uh, I think most of them were uh, taken. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool moves, and we all kind of like a lot of the same moves. So it's it's hard. We made it through the list pretty good with a lot of us have a lot of the same moves on our list. All right, you good stretch? Uh, I throw a couple out there. I did again. Ruthless aggression, stupid ass characters. Pirate Paul Burchill with his C4, the avalanche Spanish fly off the top rope. <laughs> that was one of my favorites, just because it looked cool. Like again, that's a two person move. Like essentially. The person you're giving it to, no, you're back flipping it, right? And the other person is front flipping or something like that. But it just looked great. So, Wally, you got anything? Are you good now? No, no, Perfect. no, no, that was, we're good. Which means it's time for the scenario of the week. All right, guys, rules again. Um, no, they get the topic ahead of time. They don't discuss it amongst themselves or with me. There can be no repeated answers, so you better be prepared. There, uh, this week, there is an automatic lose answer I have. As um, I don't have any easy answers this week. Um, so let's get to it. The scenario is <clears throat> the aliens have arrived. They're here looking for a fight. They are big, ugly, and strong. So picture if E.T.'s mom loved up a predator and their offspring trained with a clan of Klingons. They're fierce. They are going to take over this planet unless you and a wrestler of your choice can defeat them in hand-to-hand combat. Who are you picking? Uh, since he won kind of by association let's go with wally champion's advantage <laughs> i i don't know i i really this one was tough for me so i went to the person that won last week <laughs> and right. asked that person uh, Wally's going wife. back to the well she told me to take john moxley because he's a badass motherfucker and he ain't afraid of anybody and he ain't afraid to fuck with anybody so she said he won't back down from anybody Unless your name is COVID-19. <laughs> I, I couldn't come up with anything, so I, I'm rolling with that. I struggled with this one. Like, I think that that's a viable answer at this point. So Okay. Let's go stretch. What do you got for me? So a couple things that ran through my mind just as joke answers before I came up with my serious one. First joke answer that came to mind was Max Moon because he's literally a man from space. But seeing as he has no credibility and was never a legit character, that was just something that passed through my head. Second one that passed through my head before my official answer was Gangrel, because he's a vampire. Vampire versus aliens probably be a pretty badass right. fight. Yeah, I like um, it. But my for real answer, I went with uh, Roddy Piper, specifically Roddy Piper from They Live. You have one of the bonus points answers because of exactly They Live. Not only yeah. did he fight the aliens, he beat them. He does. He did came, make it he to, came the movie, to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And he did. And he's all out of gum. So that is actually bonus points on that one. That is one I had written down as bonus points. So you're always a, you're a little bit ahead at the moment. <laughs> hey, Bone, what do you got? Uh, I went with uh, Hurricane. Oh, he's a superhero. Uh, yeah, he's a superhero. <laughs> Whenever the world is coming to an end, what do you rely on? The superhero to save the day. So Would That's he bring the superhero in training with him? <laughs> the shit. He would bring the shit with him. Hurricane. <laughs> he would definitely he's not allowed to bring shit with him because it's only one person <laughs> no we no made, mighty molly either we made sure when we when we when uh my friend sean played that character we made sure shit was really big on the <laughs> well didn't that's what wwe did with rosie too right it said like super hero in training i know but it wasn't as pro pronounced as ours was ours was oh, very pronounced when very we did crude it. <laughs> all right stretch tell me why moxley shouldn't win uh if the aliens bioweaponize a disease he's fucked this is true wally tell me why hurricane is not, not gonna win. I, I, both of their answers were better than mine I didn't <laughs> you gave up yep. oh, that's no, i did i didn't like this one this was a hard one i didn't really there was nothing happening with me so their answers were better than mine i'm not going to argue when my answer was shitty all right, J Bone, do you have any last words here? Any uh, any arguments uh, for me? Not, I guess I would pick Piper because he wears a kilt. <laughs> well, the, the aliens afraid of man skirts. Taking the <laughs> just, yeah, he's uh, wearing nothing but denim. All right, this week I think it's Stretch. He is the champion. Woo. He takes this one down. Uh, also, I would have taken as a bonus point answer Bo Dallas. Turns out he is a big believer in all things conspiracy theories and aliens, so he might oh, have been God. well prepared. <laughs> He's been preparing for years. He knew it was coming. Oh, the automatic loss answer this week was going to be Statlander. <laughs> Take a note. She will always be an automatic loss as an answer, but <laughs> because she is an alien, and therefore she cannot be trusted. <laughs> All right, that was fun, guys. I like that one. 
going with Roddy. I didn't, Piper I didn't really, I didn't really like that one. So, well, what, was, what, would, what were some ideas that were floating through your head before you went with your wife's answer? I had none. Really? Yeah, I, I couldn't come up with anything, so I was just like, eh. I'll ask her and I'll get an answer from her because I'm done. I'm more worried about the other stuff on the podcast than that. <laughs> also would have worked maybe The Rock. He did play an alien in an episode of uh, Star Trek Voyager. Mm. So he's been in their head as an actor. He Maybe he's just prepared to take them on. Plus it's The Rock. He's a badass. So, All right. So that is that segment. Let's move on to the Wednesday War wrap-up part one. Part one of Infinity. So let's, uh, Wally, take us off here. Uh, Let's break down the show a little bit. Let's figure out which uh, show wins the week. Both shows were eh, this week. Agreed. I would, I would, yeah. I would say neither show was was uh, was compelling to me, and like where I was like, oh my god, thank God I watched this. I was actually disappointed. There's this little piece of me that wants NXT to suffer because Fat Ass is the champion. So there's this little piece of me that's okay if. Maybe they don't win the ratings war, which they did not this week, because maybe it makes them look <laughs> like, hey, maybe this wasn't the right idea for us to go with. Maybe the other people, the smart marks, are the, the people that are right on this one. I feel NXT um, had, well, not only that, but then they also didn't put on Cole, Gargano, Finn. Right. Any of, the industry, like, of course they lost the ratings war. If you want to call him a star, Lee was the, basically <laughs> the only male wrestler star that they had on the show. His first opportunity to draw as champion was not a good one. No. Well, but they also, like, again, but if he's the only thing on your show, I mean, even if it was only Cole, would that have been a show that would have had a draw? I mean, they didn't really have their talent. Right. And, no and, and he, he didn't even – the match wasn't even the main event. The, the two the two belt bitch doesn't even get the main yeah. event match. <laughs> they, give it, they give it to the fallback that let's fall back to the women – because that's what they keep doing. That's what WWE and NXT are both doing. They're following. They're falling back on the women to carry their divisions right now because that's where the better matches are coming from yeah, week to week. I mean, I mean, that would be my match of the week was uh, with um. Well, I'm blanking on it. Well, um, Tegan. That, yeah, thinking. Yeah, thank you. I was blanking on her name, but that that was the match of the week by far. Uh I actually. That match was really good, but I think I'm going to give a match on AEW my match of the week. So, oh, fair I, enough. But that, yeah. that match was really good. Like, Tegan impressed me in that match, and I'm not really a fan of hers. So, she, she kind of brought it in that match. The, the Cameron Grimes-Damian Priest match was decent, too. That was a too. good match, too, yeah. But the rest of the show was kind of lackluster, <clears throat> like, in between. And, like, it, unless you are a diehard Keith Lee, Mark, Nobody wants yeah. to see him fight Dominic Dijakovic for the 8,000th time. <laughs> or have him like, get on the mic for 10 minutes at the beginning of the show, too. <sighs> and, and talk about, like, the, the horse shit that we knew was coming. Like, yep. let's go out and – let's Zach, – Zach predicted what he was going to say, and he essentially went out and did exactly what Zach said. So let's give this guy who's not good on the mic the mic for 10 minutes to start the show and let him babble about good guy winning two belts bullshit which is what he did. Yeah. Also, since we're on NXT, I'll throw this in. It's time for uh carrying cross to put up or shut up. Mm -hmm. we, we need, it, it's, it's time to see something from this man. He needs to prove himself yeah. and it has to be soon. Yeah. We can't, we can't continue watching his promos are sweet. Yep. His entrance is sweet, but there's been instances in the past where somebody comes in like this with all the, all the hype and then shits the bed. And I'm worried. I'm worried because if you're going to put him on a, an event and have him fight Ciampa, who's one of the better wrestlers they have, and then they, then we saw nothing. He squashed him, essentially. Like, why wouldn't you put him in a match right. with Ciampa and let Ciampa push him a little bit and let us see something from this guy? It makes me worry mm -hmm. that the cupboard might be semi-bare. Yeah. yeah. Could have used more Robert Stone in my life, too. Oh, yeah, I know well, he yes. was on. But. Every single week. A, <laughs> mm -hmm. That's like a note I write every week is more Robert Stone. <laughs> I, I, read, I read somewhere that he's – somebody said that he's supposed to be um, – uh, they're making fun of him like Tony Khan. He kind of looks like Tony Khan mm -hmm. from AEW. Somebody said WWE might be taking a pot shot at them every week with Robert Stone <laughs> because he does – look enough like Tony Khan that it's passable. And, and I would not put that out of WWE's wheelhouse no, to do that either. And they've made him look like a dipshit. 
So that might be them saying, we think Tony Khan's a dipshit. I don't. But I think WWE, you know, we, we get the pot shots. I mean, we also had Chris Jericho telling us about the demo graphic and all his bullshit. The demo guy. Like, like <laughs> why would you bring extra attention to yourself when you lose in the ratings? All you're doing is making it worse by saying, oh, look, we won this demographic and we won this, but we still didn't win in the ratings. So instead of sweeping it under the rug, which to me is the smarter decision, you're going out of your you're going out of your way to bring extra attention to it, which is not smart at all. No, we live in an age where you can spin anything you want and just make up any factor figure you want and spin it in a way that makes you look good. So <laughs> yeah. Stretcher Jay, do you got anything on NXT before we switch over to AEW? Uh I didn't think it was anything special. I gave it a B minus. So very underwhelming as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's switch it up to AEW. Uh, Stretch, you want to start this one off? A couple notes. Yeah. I mean, it had a few notes I had. It was, you know, decent matches throughout, some really good spots. The uh, destroyer off the top of Luchasaurus' shoulders in that match was Mm -hmm. great. Um, Heel Kenny Omega is always great. That's what we needed to see. That's what we have been wanting for a while. And they officially, on the AEW website, on the Superstar section, they added the cleaner as his name now, like the cleaner Kenny Omega. So that's always going to lead towards something great with him. A couple things I didn't like. Obviously, the main event, that shit finish to that match. Should have – I was predicting – I think all of us were hoping that Cage was going to win that match and take the title. But now they're going to draw it out. Happy to see that Darby's back. Love Darby. But now they're going to throw him into the mix for what I'm assuming will be a triple threat where Darby's going to eat the pin ultimately. Yeah. So That's obviously what he's there for. But just – it's not even the idea of the shit finish because we're all kind of used to that. It's Mm. Taz throwing in a towel on his client, the machine, like – where he's well, it makes been Cage him up still look months. strong because he didn't. Well, he didn't submit. It does, you know? but it's still well, he didn't submit. But it just doesn't. It's not a good look for Cage. Right. Like even so, though he's not the one who gave up, it's still it's still. He's only he's makes only had weak. two like three matches in the company. Yeah, three or four. So so AEW pulled a couple WWE stunts this week. The the shit finish to me was a WWE stunt kind of. We were yeah. used to that, and the orange juice from the ceiling was a WWE stunt. <laughs> it was it was. It was a WWE stunt, and it wasn't done well, well because building... we had we had oh, yeah. Ortiz, the idiot, flopping around like a fish. Like this, this puddles in the middle of the ring. Nobody else is reacting to it, and then you've got him overselling it, flopping <laughs> yeah. around did like you, a fish. Did you notice that Santana didn't get hit at all, like with barely any no, of the I juice? And Ortiz, Ortiz <laughs> and is like flopping around, like grabbing at his leg, and Sant- <laughs> Santana's like looking at him, like, "What the hell are you doing?" WWE's done different versions of shit getting dumped in the ring, and I think the problem is. The first time WWE did it was Austin's beer truck, and it was priceless with Vince and them. Like, the, the way they sold that, nobody's ever going to sell that like they did. It was, like, the first time we had ever seen that. So it's really hard to dump stuff in the ring and, like, compel me at this point because I've seen it done time and time and time again. I know why they did it, but I just – it was very, like, gimmicky and WWE for them to do the orange juice thing. Yes, we're going to get a match between the two of them, which we all want. We're going to get, get a match, match that's going to end with Cassidy winning, and then we have 50-50 booking, just like WWE. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually thought the match with the Elite and the Luchasaurus, I actually thought that was the best match of the week. I went okay. back and watched that match again, and I watched the Revival or FTR yeah. and the and Lucha, Lucha Bros. Brothers, that was yeah. a good match, so too, yeah. I actually think I watched them both to pick my best match, and I'm going to go with the Elite on that. I, I do think when you put Omega and the Bucks together, you're pretty much getting gold. Mm-hmm. They could they could fight shitty guys. <laughs> They're gonna they could fight the butcher and the blade and a jobber, and that match would be good because you've got those three guys in the ring. Keep in mind that Kenny Omega in Japan once fought a blow up dummy, and it was a great match. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Vicky being Nyla's manager, I could have done without. Yeah, I, I was really gonna bring that up. Vicky's so played out at this point. Like, really? Now you're going <clears> to <throat> give us listening to her say excuse me in AEW every week? It Again, was bad taking enough. more WWE stuff. Yeah, uh, they stole some more WWE stuff. Note to the editor of the podcast, you will not be putting in Vicky Groves, excuse me, into our podcast. <laughs> I, I will fire you. But, <laughs> yeah, so I, I just – that's shrieking. It, oh, my God. Well, Wally and I had this discussion, too, like – earlier nyla rose is fairly decent on the mic and she cuts she's, some pretty scathing promos yeah, like no, she's, she she's doesn't awful. need a mouthpiece Mm-mm. 
she's not great, but she's not awful. She's not awful enough that she needed a mouthpiece. I think she cut some impassioned promos. Like she could have skated yeah. by on on just where she's at. There are other. I mean, Sheeta to me it needs a mouthpiece more than Nyla Rose does, just because she her English isn't great. It's not awful, but it's like I just I don't know if anybody necessarily needed a mouthpiece there. I don't think that they're talking is the problem as much as the in ring stuff is more the problem in the women's division. It was, I mean it was funny to see Britt with her broken nose. <laughs> right. Yeah, we just what do you more, got? More Britt. What did you, yeah, Jay, what did you got? think, Jay? Uh. One thing that I was got me curious is uh, possible heel turns, like with Kenny Omega and also with uh, Cody Rhodes. You know, when he took the the turnbuckle off, where he usually doesn't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're kind of hinting maybe him possibly turning heel too. Jay was Jay was really upset because Sonny Kiss lost because he really likes Sonny <laughs> Kiss. So. He was he was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> You've rendered. I also I, I enjoyed the uh, the Luchasaurus. Uh, uh, I mean, the Jurassic Express and the uh, Elite match. I thought that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, so it's, I think it's time to pick winner number one. So let's I'll just, go first. Yeah, we'll go first. We'll go uh, Wally, Jay, Stretch, and then we'll end up with me. So let's, uh, let's hear it. AEW gets my vote. The NXT dropped the ball by not putting the right people on the show. And if, if the show is mediocre every week, I'll vote against it just because it's fat ass. <laughs> Plus the best match for the two best matches I think of the night. Well, two of the three best matches were both on AEW. They were both tag team matches or six man tags. But the two of the three, I, I did think EO and Tegan was good. But I, I, I'm AEW gets my vote. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Wally there. Uh, I thought AEW had better matches, so I give the the nod to AEW. Even even you guys, even Stretch and we got we didn't even get any Dexter moments. Oh yeah, like That's we what I said. he got we got a picture. That's it. Like they even missed. Like he's he's hot right now. That's what like I, I said. said I, there's a lot of people that I wish would have been on the episode. Like a, a year from now, I said I don't know where he goes, but right now, get that guy on TV now while his character's good, and they mm. missed that. Sorry. No, no, I just yeah. I forgot that no, he wasn't right. no, on the show either. I was I was gonna touch on that actually when it got to me, but um, yeah. Sorry. Just, go, no, go you're ahead. fine. You're fine. <laughs> NXT, like you guys, I'm just gonna harp on that same thing you guys said. Like NXT is missing a lot of people right now for no reason. Like they're all healthy, they just don't have storylines for them. And I think Champa even tweeted out like, He's like pissed. being pissed He's about like pissed, oh, creative yeah. has nothing for you. Like when Champa is probably one of the best wrestlers they have. <laughs> period. Yeah. Let alone in NXT. <laughs> And he's just sitting at home, like, and NXT's losing the Wednesday Night War because of it. And Getting AEW, blank. They got their ass whooped. AEW yeah. is putting on the better product, and albeit with a couple – I'd say AEW for me takes it by a smidge this week because they are leaning into the WWE tendencies, bringing back WWE people, personalities, 50-50 booking, corny shit, like, stupid match finishes. But, like, the quality of matches overall was better. The personnel that I wanted to see, I got to see Darby Allen return this week. Like mm-hmm. – Overall, NXT, but by a, a slim margin. Yeah, I'm going to just absolutely just echo stretches. Or AEW, pardon. There. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah, AEW takes it in spite of itself, maybe. Um, had NXT even put on maybe a halfway decent show, I might have thrown it their direction, but NXT is just like they just took a week off, basically. Right, no, they did. And it's like Undisputed Era has <clears> – when's the last time nobody from Undisputed Era was on an episode of NXT at all? I, I good luck. Yeah. Like, good luck finding an episode when uh, those guys, in some way, shape, or form, even if it was a promo, whatever, you saw some piece of them that, that they've carried that company. They're they're the best faction in wrestling, in my opinion. I don't care what wrestling, even over the Bullet Club, I would take the Undisputed Era right now. They're the best faction in all of wrestling right now. How do you not have them on TV at all? Like, well, I think they're selling merchandise. Everybody likes the Undisputed Era. I think the writing was on the wall too. We sort of knew before we started recording last week, I was talking to the guys and I was like, you know, AEW has about five matches and a segment announced. Oh wow. NXT has a match and a segment yeah. announced before the show goes on the air. That's not yeah. going to be good. So. so I just, I just, all the guys we just talked about that they could have had on to me, the, the, the worst problem with that is how do you not have the undisputed air on at all? At least Adam Cole being a whiny bitch doing something like we needed, we needed to see something. Adam Cole filming himself from his home. 
yeah. <laughs> whining. He would have been whining, I'm sure, and we, it would have been good. Like, we needed to see that. Instead, we got, like I said, we got the double belt bitch in a match 15 minutes before the first hour ended. So that match wasn't even important enough that this guy that you're putting the whole company on doesn't even wrestle in the main event. You put the women in the main event. That tells me something right there. EO's better. I'd rather see EO. I personally would rather see EO wrestle than Keith Lee, but they clearly decided as a, as the whole that that's, that was a better way to go. And that that's just not good when you put belts on the guy and all of a sudden, Oh, we're going to put you in the first hour. Certain jerker. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's bad. It's just it was a bad it was a bad episode of NXT. Like it was it was and and Eli alluded to the fact I don't necessarily think AEW was the greatest show I've ever seen, but we have to pick somebody. Yeah. We have to pick somebody. So AEW got some of the stuff right. NXT really didn't get anything right, right other than EO and yeah. Tegan. Right. Yep. Sorry. It's uh yeah the clean consensus sweep. yeah it's a clean sweep for AEW. So they are up now one nothing on the Wednesday Night War. And unless NXT can really start kicking some stuff in gear, I can just see AEW just taking it for the next coming weeks. So they can even just put on – they can basically take a vacation and still be NXT at this point. <laughs> so they, they, NXT has this work cut out for them. Um, yeah. Speaking of just like what's coming up, uh, Stretch, you got any predictions for me? I uh, kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, now that Darby is back, they're going to insert him in that feud, and he's ultimately going to eat a pin or a submission and a triple threat for that world title for either Moxley retaining or Cage winning. He's I, just there I, to eat the pin. I think Stretch is right because they're going to do another. Which fucking sucks because I love Darby so much. Right. He, yeah, we so all much like Darby. he deserves, he deserves better. Here comes another. He looks good in a loss. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's a really famous line in if, AEW right If he now. looks good in a loss, how great do you think he would look in a win? Like, yeah. That's that's a line we're going to continue to hear in AEW is he looked good in a loss. Like, right. okay. Which is why good. I was saying if, if Cassidy wins this rematch, it's just 50-50 booking bullshit. Like, what was yeah. the point? You have to pick. There are times for that. Like, like right. sometimes it works. I, I really don't want to see Cassidy and Jericho fight a third time. I really no, want it either. to be done yep. after this. Let I mean, Cassidy, Cassidy should have won the first time and it would have been over. Let him, let him win. Let it be done. And then let Cassidy move on to to somebody to somebody else. Put him in a feud with Sammy or somebody like hopefully Sammy will be back. Put him in a feud with Sammy. Can we please have that entertainment? Yes, right. because that's that'd be a great match. That's, that's like match entertainment. Right there. That's that's because then somebody has to win, so they right. can't be like both of these guys look good <laughs> in a loss. <laughs> somebody has to win then. Double and count I, out. I, I was oh, about no. to say, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Because. Because Orange Cassidy is a little bit older than those guys, I really want him to get his shot. Like mm -hmm. Sammy, if Sammy has to wait a year, we all love Sammy on here. Nobody's, we're all pro Sammy. We all love Guevara. He's fabulous. Yep. I would like to see them put those two in a feud together because it's Jericho's lackey. So put them in a feud together and let Orange beat him and, and get a run. Let Orange, Orange Cassidy doesn't have to win. That the, the main title, but if they put the belt that Cody has on Orange Cassidy, I think that that would be fine. Yeah, yeah. One of the younger guys should have that belt. Yeah, he Definitely. recolors the strap orange. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also I, I know we're wrapping up. I also read an article where they said Orange Cassidy told Tony Khan, "I want you guys to hide my wrestling for a while." Like mm -hmm. I think that that was planned. They didn't he's want smart. everybody to know that he's this really pretty he's a really good wrestler like in the ring they've right. been kind of hiding that from everybody but they need to like kind of unleash the beast per se he's with him i think the, we're getting to the rain man of wrestling he, they need to unleash him and let him be himself and because he, he's an acquired taste like i can see where somebody would like not necessarily like him i i i, I can see where he could come off as his I don't care attitude sometimes can get be like, okay, why do I want to care about you if you don't care about anything? Like I can see where that could rub somebody like, well, if you don't care, why do I want you to win a belt then if you don't really care about anything? So he they have to find that happy medium in between that now with him where he has to care at least a little bit to want to win a belt or to want to win a match or whatever. Like he doesn't really look like he cares whether he wins or loses a match and like you kind of need to care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I believe J Bone has another giveaway this week. So, uh, J Bone, take it away. 
<laughs> yeah, for any uh, new subscribers, uh, you will get a high mayonnaise packet. Oh, man. You can never delicious, have too many condiments. You delicious, know? real Heinz mayonnaise. Yes. For anyone who likes, comments, and subscribes, uh, just check the fine print. That'll be up there. <sighs> there are some rules and conditions that apply. <laughs> All right. So any final thoughts from anybody who's thought of anything last second? Are we good for the week? NXT, you better get their shit together. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that is it. Keith Lee sucks. Keith Lee does <laughs> There's suck. There's my parting thought. <laughs> All right. So oh. well, thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. And uh, until next week, if uh, life puts you in a pin, keep kicking on a two count. We'll see you next time.